Welcome to another episode here at the Midnight Founders Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today. This is AJ Rounds from Rev Road and Jake McCarg from CB Vault. Here at the Midnight Founders Podcast, we focus on telling behind the scenes stories for what makes a successful entrepreneur. We're excited for another week. Here we go. We're here with Landon Pitcher from Listo. Welcome. And we are Listo. For those Perfect. that speak yep. Spanish. <laughs> you, you know what it means. Yes. It's a little bit of a tell. I had to get that in somewhere. You got it. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So we're ready to hear it. Uh, let's get the 30-second uh, elevator pitch on what you guys are working on. Um, I might be quicker than 30 seconds, but we what we do is we make it easy for p- businesses to find, hire, and pay their global team. So anything global, um, we have the resources, we have a network and the solutions to just make it easy to hire and pay people, which a lot of you know, a lot of people don't know how hard it is to pay someone internationally. Um, you know, they'll use bank transfers or Western Union or some of those kinds of tools, but it's they would like to make it a little bit more compliant and official. And so, because there's the taxes issue and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's taxes and employment regulations. And uh, so, regardless of how you're employing them, our software makes it easy to, to get it right. And Landon Listo, is that for any country around the world or most or what, where yeah. have you guys yep. established yourselves? Um, it, it can ebb and flow with some of the like the sanctioned countries, like, you know, what places where you're not hiring people anyway. North Korea, Iran, um, you know, right now Russia. So, um, yeah, the, but everywhere else, you name it, Lithuania, um, Macedonia, whatever, you know, we, we make it happen. So Cool. How long have you guys been doing this? Um, we started, we, we went to market about 18 months ago. Okay. So uh, quit our jobs full time and said, all right, we're going, let's get some angel money and, and go to it. But our team has experienced the three co-founders and about half our company have worked together at a prior, it was more of a consultancy and a global expansion consulting shop. And so we knew, you know, the, the ins and outs of the game, some of the challenges and, and how to go about it. So it was really a matter of like bringing the team together, getting the software going, um, and doing it on our own. So. Like 2.0 from yeah. where we were before, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yep, yep. That's so. crazy. I think we like co-sponsored one of those founders and funders events that Jeff Erickson puts on, uh-huh. and yep. that was the first time I'd heard of it, and I was just fascinated with this thing you guys were building. So yeah, yeah, Jeff's been great. I mean, there was a little bit of like more than irony, and you know, there was one we were putting our financial model together one morning getting ready to go pitch at a lunch meeting. And I was like, guys, we should look at this company called Forecaster. I think I saw that Jeff Erickson went there. And that, so plug for Forecaster. They're at least a Shout client. out, Forecaster. We're, we're a client of Forecaster. And then I end up seeing Jeff at that lunch, like a couple hours later, like, Jeff, we were just saying we need to chat with you. And then he learned about Listo and different partnership synergies. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're using Forecaster. And then they have our customer success gal that was building out our model um, happened to be in the UK, like, you know, again, just chance. So she's trying to understand what we do. And she was like, Oh, you're like XYZ competitor that is doing my employment, my payroll. And we're like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's a competitor but of ours. Better, of course. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm like, and how have they done? And she's like, they've not gotten my payroll right once, and I, but I don't want to <laughs> be like the angry complaining <laughs> person. That's like, what's my pay? Like my pay is not right. Right. But I also am not getting paid what I was told. So I, you know, it's, maybe I need to recommend you. And she did. And so, yeah, now Forecaster is a, a client of Listo and she's so great. Like, again, another plug for Forecaster. Like, um, it was one of those where it was like, really, that's your price? Like, that's pretty low. Like, 
just for the time that she spent helping us put our model together is has been worth um, the amount that we've paid to them. So it's a great solution for startups. Very for sure. cool. Yeah. Very cool. So so take us back to when this entrepreneurial bug kind of bit you, Landon, and how you got started and, and now where, where you're at now and what you're doing, you know? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll zoom back even my first job out of grad school. A friend of mine was like, are you going to start something? And I was like, no, I don't really have that. Like, I, don't, I actually almost still am like, I don't know if I consider myself really an entrepreneur. You're a closet entrepreneur. Yeah, I guess. And like, it was in me. <laughs> there, there were moments throughout the journey that was like, man, I'm sick of making this guy rich, you know, <laughs> when I, I know I could do it myself. And um, the journey probably starts more with the passion for global and what we do at Listo. So I went to an international business school called Thunderbird. Another shout out. That's uh, It's a specialty school just for global management. Um, it's a, like I said, a big passion, a love of mine, um, and what you can do through employing people around the world. Um, and after I worked at the, it was a fortune one Exxon Mobil, monster company, right? Like I think they did 450 billion that year in, in revenue. So I'm like one little financial analyst, but it was the coolest assignment. It was, um, you know, it was outsourcing, like if the business needs to hire more tech support or more marketing people or more accountants, which country makes the most sense with, you know, the tax implications, the office space. And so it was a, a really cool uh, first assignment, 10 countries, 10,000 people worked with Deloitte and, and did some really cool global expansion work. Um, and this then, was right out of grad school. This was right out of grad school. Wow. Yeah. Really, really neat experience, Amazing for, experience. For, for a Thunderbird. You know, if someone that loves global, it was a Really, really cool. And I'd done, I'd done some work, you know, I, during uh, grad school, I consulted for ExxonMobil in Africa and um, uh, studied in Central and Eastern Europe, in, in Czech Republic and in China. And so got to, like, get some experience in that global space that um, Eastern Europe's kind of been my jam. But anyway, so going to Exxon and actually, like, applying some of this, like, directly with the business was, was, um, was incredible. Do you, do you speak one of the languages over there? Is that why that's kind of um, your jam? No, the languages, like all the business I've done has been in English. Mm. You know, we talked about Pluralsight, which is a step in my journey. I served a church mission in Lithuania. And so I was like, I would love to oversee Central Eastern Europe. The first time I got on a call with a CTO in Lithuania, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so, because there's no one in, in Utah to ever speak with in Lithuanian. So I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I get on the call and I'm like, uh, I'm your, oh man, I don't know how to say account manager, um, or, you know, <laughs> or any of the business <laughs> or words, any, any tech terms, you know, so that, that ended quickly. And I was like, oh, but I can teach you how to pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we start with a prayer yeah. on this, uh, on this sales call? So, um, anyway, but yeah, so started at ExxonMobil. I, I'm not a financial accounting person. It was a, a great first job, but, uh, felt like I needed to get out of the spreadsheets and, and, uh, uh, Came home to Utah, ended up on Plural Sites International team, selling to Eastern Europe, and loved loved that experience. The head of international at Plural Site um, went to this global expansion com company that I told you about. Um, so I followed him there, and they just built this mighty team in Salt Lake. So there was a company headquartered out of San Jose, um, and that's where I met my two co-founders, Freddie Ashby, and um, and Tyler, who's our he was the general counsel. 
at, at Global Upside. So huge Tyler, shout Tyler out to Dixon. those two. Oh yeah, it's amazing. So that's that's where it's like when people are like, oh, you're an entrepreneur, and how's how is it starting your own business? It must be so scary. It's like if you knew Tyler and Freddie, I can't take that much credit. Like I've got the best team ever, you know. So um, it was just it was well was and still is scary to quit your job with no <laughs> no income um but we did it and um we've landed we're we're up to 110ish signed clients at this point we're paying a couple thousand people every month and i don't remember how many how many millions of dollars that we're we're processing each month to pay all these all these people around the world and it's a lot of fun it's it's been it's amazing you there's constantly this like oh man, we thought we'd be doing so much better and and we could be doing so much better. And then there's also times where it's like, man, we're doing great. Like, look at the rear view mirror. Right? Yeah. Look, look and see how far we've come from nothing. Um, we're, we're, so 18 months ago is when you made the decision to like quit your jobs mm-hmm. and all three of you did it at the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I, was I mean, a leap. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk is. about that. Like, okay. cause typically it would be like, hey, one of us will jump, and then the next one will jump, and the next one will jump. All three of you. So, what made that decision? Did you do a big fundraise, or like, did you just decide, hey, if we're gonna do this, we got to be all in? Well, I've given a bunch of shout outs, and this one I'll try to keep without shouting out. But I was at a different company um, that had aspirations to do kind of what we're doing. Um, so I was the first one. I peeled Tyler over because they wanted to do like domestic PEO, right? And so my thinking was, if I can get Tyler in here, he can get all the licenses, registrations. He's the lawyer. He'll do the operations to get them set up for domestic. Then, you know, six to nine months more, Tyler and I can do global under this company that had, uh, you know, VC funding and, like I said, aspirations to do it. So I was first, peeled over Tyler, and then they set up a, a cap table and a separate business for this global offering um, and recruited Freddie. Um, and, you know, it didn't work out is what I'll say. Like it was a little bit of a, I hate to use the word bait and switch, but it was not what it was intended to be. And so rather than start it on our own on the side to what's going to become a competitor, um, we just said, let's, let's peace out and do it the right way. We can go get some investment. And it, it, let's see, was that April? I mean, I remember this Wall Street Journal article coming out in May that was like the tech party's over. VC funding is drying up. And I was like, oh man, Wall Street Journal is not often wrong. Like, Let's what raise. is this? <laughs> now's the perfect time so, to raise. Like it was literally like within like one week, I'm hearing things like, look, we want to put in a full million and a half. Like don't talk to other investors. Like you guys are going to, you have heartbeats and experience in this. You're going to raise so much money. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden those same people Crickets. are like, um, well, the market's changed. So, you know, we, we don't know if we're going to invest. Like go get to profitability first. And, and it's like, so we didn't realize that re- raising was actually going to be pretty hard, you know, and it. But you did it. We did. You got yeah. there. Yep. Yep. We, so we raised just shy of two million. I think we've had a couple of other little add-ons on safe notes and everything that have come on. Um, what was your strategy to raise? <sighs> the strategy to raise. Goodness. That's such a good Especially question. in this kind of market. you know. Yeah. Well, we started off with a lot of um, VC conversations because we're an experienced founding team. We're not, you know, a bunch of 23 year old kids that this is our first, like, so we, we knew and that's another, that's kind of another challenge though, because we're an experienced founding team, like operating on that truly bootstrap, like shoestring budget is, it's like, oh man, if I could just buy this one software, this will fix this. I like, I know you guys enough. know what you need. We know, <laughs> ex- 
exactly. It's like, we know what I need. If, and, and we've had budgets before. So it's like, if I just had a budget of like 20 grand or something, like, which at any other, like, I mean, X on mobile, that's not even a rounding error, right? But like in other companies, it's so small. Uh, so to, to be able to raise and, and get to where we can, you know, operate is important. So we, we started off with the VCs and then a couple weeks in, they started to, you know, tighten up uh, what they were giving. So we said, let's just go angel. And um, uh, that's essentially what we've done is, is angel. Even to this point, up to this point. And we're still feeling, cause we can be, we're seeing profitability in a couple of months. And so we're feeling like maybe we kind of wait and get to that profitability mark and, and then go raise a, something like a 10 to $15 million round later this year. That's smart. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, Good for you. We'll see. Yeah. There, there's still that part that's like, let's blow it up and take some money and, and you know, hire and, and do what we need to do. But at this point, uh, we're keeping it, keeping it steady. You're growing organically. Growing organically. Yep. Cool. Exactly. Landon, did you guys decide um, strategically to focus on certain industries that you're, you know, uh, handling payroll for in the other countries or how... <laughs> What, which industries do you focus on mostly? Yep. yep. Um, well, I'll answer that in two ways. The simple question is like any kind of forward thinking industry, which is primarily, you know, tech, software development, um, you know, SaaS, B2B SaaS, they are open-minded about like, let's hire anywhere in the world, but, you know, let's get the best talent wherever they're at. And there's, there's benefits to that in, in cost as well. Um, so that's generally where we where we fall, but we take what comes to us. So our first deal was an oil and gas acquisition in Spain. Um, you know, so it's like, we can't just say B2B SaaS. Um, what we've actually done is because we can bounce between industries so easy and so many industries need what we offer. Um, we've said, let's score and grade our referral partners, like our channel partners. And so we know that accounting firms talk to people that have global employees and don't know where to send them. We know law firms want their clients to be compliant in how they're paying their foreign employees, um, recruiting agencies that, that want to be able to offer global recruiting. So, so we have, um, we're, we're locked in on, on um, our outreach is more towards partners that we say, hey, you're, you're offering U.S. payroll to your clients. If your clients have any global people, use us and we'll give you a revenue share on that. Um, and, and so... Our strategy is much more through channel partners and, and paying, rewarding our channel partners heavily versus uh, big, big commission checks to the salespeople at this point. So. Smart. Mm. And, then, and then my other question would be, you know, on average, how much, um, you know, when you utilize uh, help, you know, from the international mm. community, how much on average can you save as a company doing that? Um, it depends on the role, of course. Sure. Just uh, maybe across the board kind of thing. Yeah. And I see like some of our competitors will say like, oh, you can save 50%. Yeah, you can. It like quite easily. I mean, a, a developer and it depends on the market and the experience level and, and whatnot. Right. But gosh, what, what would you say a, a, a senior developer in Utah or California, they're, they're going to make 150 to 250, 300, you know, um, thousand dollars us dollars per year right whereas Mm -hmm. you can get a really experienced person in uh in eastern europe go poland um go costa rica has been hot for us it's a very america friendly country you can actually pay them in usd um they understand our culture very well mexico um argentina so 
you know, six, $7,000 a month gets you a great person. Um, we have people on our team that we pay, you know, I've got, we've got Egypt, South Africa, India, all in the three K per month range. And they are as good as anyone in the U S you know? So, um, and, and that's from engineering to SDRs, um, sales admin. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you can save a lot of money and that's, to me, though, it's not even the main benefit. It's like it's great that you can save budget and scale your business uh, through labor overseas, you know, talent overseas. But the the diversity and thought, the ideas, the um, I think the human connection part of it too is is also absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah. Great. Lots of benefits to so it. So you, you don't really help with their talent acquisition process, but you guys help with the facilitation of just the payments and stuff like that. But I'm sure you have partners that can help with that side of it. We actually do manage the acquisition as well, talent oh. acquisition. So wow. um, someone's like, is recruiting core to your business or is that an add-on? I'm like, oh, that's great. It's a core add-on. So great. <laughs> we'll take both. Yeah. The software that we're building is for hiring and paying people. Okay. Um, so if you want to hire someone in name a country, Lithuania, Lithuania, <laughs> there we go. Shout out to my Lithuanian friends <laughs> here. So, um, if you want to hire someone in Lithuania, you create a Listo account. It literally takes three minutes. You create your own account and you connect your bank, your business bank, and then put in their credentials, their email address, and it will create a contractor agreement or an employment contract in the platform and then you invite them to preview it, sign it. So they create their Listo account, put in their bank account, and now we're able to pay them and it's a compliant format. Mm. We have the services to put benefits in place for them, you know, severance and trades councils, works councils, trades unions, all those kinds of things that we can support the company with that as needed country by country. All compliant to the local area. Correct. Cool. Yeah. I know you handle all of that back-end stuff, but are there any countries that you were kind of surprised at how difficult they are to do business in? Well, the, the you know, because it's the 51st state, Canada, right? It's like, Canada, it's just the U.S., right? But no, like, there's some complexities, especially if you're doing Quebec and you go to Montreal where, you know, it's like they're more French than, than U.S. It's much more. And France is a tough country to hire in. Wow. You know? So, um yeah, Central Surprises Europe, me. as advanced as they are, they're very employee-friendly. California, you know, so some of these countries have two-year paternity leave. That's unheard oh my of gosh. in the United <laughs> States, right? But, like, they want their national birth rate to increase. And so, as a government, they're like, let's give these benefits to incentivize people to have babies. And um, wow. so, there, there's just unique things. Two years, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, or two years, and you have to split it equally between mom and dad and there, there's um a thing t to us it's normal now but not a lot of people know about aguinaldo which is um in men mainly christian countries it's not just latin america but um it's like a christmas a 13th month salary and it's typically paid around christmas and it's also kind of like i think brazil argentina have you have your vacation time but you also get a vacation bonus wow another shout out to donde they're, they're doing it for us here, but it's actually a requirement in some countries that you're like, we want you to actually be able to have a vacation. So the governments will, even in poor countries, right? Like they're requiring these kinds of things that you'd never know, right? If you just, like, I just want to go hire somebody. Like th those are a couple of those kinds of things that you've got to 
be aware of and know about and stay on top of. So, wow. That's fascinating. That is interesting. Landon, going back to some of your, you know, experience as an entrepreneur, what, what have you, I mean, now that you're building your company with your co-founders and building a team, I'm sure to help support you guys, you know, as needed. Um, what have, what's been your biggest lesson learned? Oh man, so many. It can be with partners. It can be with raising money. It can be with hiring. Uh I mean, whatever going global. I mean, that's gotta be a challenge in and of itself, right? Yeah, you bet. Um, there's so much humility in it. Um, I, I did a stint, a, a one-year stint at another startup. I was kind of the landing AE, the founder AE. Um, and uh, I remember um, the, the, my progression from Fortune 1 ExxonMobil to Pluralsight with like a thousand employees or whatever at the time or a couple hundred, then to that consultancy, then to this little startup where I was employee number three, right? It was like just smaller and smaller and smaller. So there was so much learning in that experience. Um, but I do remember like that, that one of the person that recommended me to be on this podcast, this story resonated with him. But when I was at ExxonMobil, like I, I had tell a- us, wait, Tell us who that was. Matt Moody. Another, oh, another Matt. shout out. Yes. We're going to tag these people. We love this. Matt. He's great. But um, I, my first job out of grad school, I had a window office like my own office on the 38th floor, downtown Houston. It was like, I have made it, man. Like, <laughs> I did it. I made Corner it through grad office, school. It was, like, thing. it was awesome. Like my view was really cool. And um, and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm walking into the founder's house. Like I park in front of his house, walk across his wet lawn in the morning, like broken fence that I open up, you know, like latch that thing, walk into his basement to go and like make cold calls, right? But and, and it was like, what the crap did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Like, I had a good, a good thing going, a good life, and what am I chasing? Um, but, uh, but how much I've learned, and, uh, and, and they say, th- there's a great saying that, that I, I live by, um, don't chase the money, chase the people. Don't follow the money, follow the people. And having that opportunity to work so Freddie is our CEO, my co-founder. In my opinion, he's, he's, he's the best person for our industry. Not only does he know the industry, he's the Simon Sinek kind of leader that like everyone wants to work with or for, be a part of. Um, the things we do with our culture, like we have our values are real values. We have a value of the month. We start our weekly meetings off with like, you know, what did someone see a video or a quote or something about that value of the month? We have our we have a book club, you know, we do all these things like it's actually real, um, the psychological safety that we feel to throw out ideas. Um, it, it just makes a huge difference when you're working with people that, um, believe what you believe. And so, um, you know, still to, to be seen as if the money will follow, right. But, but I'm pretty confident it will with the trajectory that we're on with Listo. So, um, follow the people. That's what I would say. Well, I think it's interesting that you claim that you're not really an entrepreneur, but you did leave like a stable <laughs> income yeah. to do a startup. So yeah, like, and you've done times. it more than once. Yeah. So clearly you are an entrepreneur. I think that there's something there that's like calling you to, to, sure. you know, make a difference or, you know, uh, sure. kind of be your own, be your own boss. So totally. I think that's, there's, there's some, I, I admire you for that. Oh, thanks. Uh, 
I was kind of in a similar role when I first graduated and, and I just knew that I needed to be somewhere that I could actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's kind of one of my core values is being able to affect whatever organization I'm with. I have to be able to be making changes and making it better than it is when I got there. So mm -hmm. I think that's cool. a similar mindset for most entrepreneurs, right? They want to see the direct correlation with their efforts and how it respond, how it relates to the, you know, success of the business. So, well, when I was well said, Jake. when I did my exit interview from, from Exxon mobile, you know, it was a couple of weeks prior to that was the, um, the award ceremony for like longevity for people that had been there the longest. And they had these really cool looking like, and whatever they did the cowboy thing, but like, <laughs> these bronze, you know, statues of bucking Broncos and cool stuff. So like however long you'd been there, you were in your bronze. So and no gold watch or anything like crazy like that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, anyway, I'm like sitting there watching and they got to like the people that had been there for 30 or 35 years and stuff, and which was not uncommon. When they recruited us, they said like, you'll know if you're going to be a 30-year vet after five years. But we have, we have wells that go for 50 years. So we want our people... In recruiting, we we want to be open that we want you for thirty five years, and it was like, wow. And then I'm seeing the people, some of these accountants that are like walking across the stage. This poor guy, like I, I don't mean he would never know, but like he's like hunched over, true, like just looked like an accountant, right? Like the mustache and the glasses, and just like goes up to get his bronze. And I I remember being like, that cannot be me. No way am I gonna <laughs> go. Get, like I could not be more demotivated. By seeing what I'm seeing right now, if I'm like picking up that bronze in 35 years, like crap, I did something wrong. So you're right. There is definitely an entrepreneur bug. And I gave them that feedback in my exit interview. They're like, oh, really? That's very interesting feedback. Maybe we want to rethink it. And it's like, well, or maybe I just am not fit for 35 years in accounting and finance. They probably don't even understand what you're saying. They're like, what? How is yeah. that not the best thing ever you, I know. that you've seen? Kind of yeah. Like. I call my wife the first day. I think I've told this story before, but. Yeah, I called my wife the first day, and it was the same thing. I had coworkers that had been there for 30 years, and they were still on the same desk they'd been in for 30 oh. years. And I was like, <laughs> no way. No way. Uh -huh. I cannot stay. And Kelsey was like, yeah, you went to school for like six years, so you can at least stay for a little bit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I had out. a support system at home <laughs> yeah. forcing me to like, you know, grow up a little. You got to bring home so the money. I was like, man, they still have a chance in baseball, maybe. <laughs> she was like, no, you don't. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, Landon, um, this has been really fun. Um, what? Uh, tell us about a little bit about your family and kind of the support they've been over the years, and how that's been able to your work life balance. We hear that a lot on the on the podcast. Yeah, um, my family is. Uh, it's, I've, I'm, I'm married and I have four kids, and um, our for whatever reason, the school that our kids are like zoned to has a French immersion program, and so our first kid, we were like, "Do you want to learn French?" And she's a bright little gal, so. We put her in it, and all three of our girls, it's the three oldest and a little boy, but they're all learning French, and so it's like, and I don't even speak French, right? But it's, they love Listo because they're being exposed to another country, another culture, um, and uh, so when I, when I tell them what Listo does, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like, they pray for Listo, you know, they, they love the Listo gear. When they make me cards, they put the Listo logo on it. Like, our family is all all in on, on Listo. So it's, That's it's been amazing. The support is not at all like, Oh dad, quit working. It's, you know, they're rooting for, for our success. So 
I don't know that you could really ask for better than better support than that from the family. What's what's next for you guys? Just continue to expand and 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 build out like the companies that you're working with, or yeah, what's what's on the horizon? Yeah, um, the market that we're in is seeing some interest. There's some interesting things happening from um, an acquisition perspective. There's a couple of players in our space that one of them. Um, one key competitor is called Deal, D-E-E-L. If you're using Deal, please call me and let's see if we can <laughs> <laughs> we'll work a deal. Give them the opposite of a shout out. Yeah. But um, they, and kudos to them, they've been the fastest software company of all time. Like they, they for, from one to from one million to a hundred million. Um, so they they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars. They were valued at twelve billion dollars before the market tanks. So the correction. They, the correction has put them more at seven billion, but they started in 2019. And they were valued at that that at twelve billion and so all in about five years. Yeah, so wow. they just like and that's how much demand is in our industry, and and so what did they do to grow that fast? I mean, how did they do that? What did they, what was their go to market plan? I think a lot. I mean, raise a ton of money and spend it wisely on marketing. I, I really feel like they were the first one where I was like scrolling Instagram and it was like book a demo for your employer record and and. I was like a demo of employer record, like employer records, a service offering. It's, you know, it's a compliant contract. It, like what, how would you see a demo? And then it was like, oh, well, they're leading with the software. They're, they're, they're making it, they're digitizing it. And uh, they started off paying contractors. That's actually like, they kind of stumbled on EOR is called employer of record. Just to set that, like that acronym. It's where if I want to hire you compliantly as like a W2 person in Lithuania, but I don't want to set up an entity. Like if I set up an LLC in Lithuania, now I got to pay taxes in Lithuania. So that means I need accounting in Lithuania. And I don't want to do all that, like accounting and HR and legal. Just want to hire one person that's going to code on my platform. Um, So that's when you use an EOR, which is our entity. Use Listo's Lithuanian entity. And then we can hire them as a W-2. W-2, right? So, but anyway, deal started off just paying contractors. They started off really just fintech payments. And then they kind of, learned about and stumbled upon this employer of record offering um, and shot off. So Incredible. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, that's the future for you guys too. Well, yeah. So I guess to answer your question, like, is it, do we get acquired by a deal or an oyster? One of our competitors, I don't know. There's also massive domestic payroll providers that for years have been saying like, no, we can't pay your people internationally. You got to go find another provider. We don't do that. But now they know like to stay competitive, we have to offer it. So do, do one of them come to, you know, merge with us or do, you know, I have no idea. We just know we want to get to profitability in the next, you know, three to six months and uh, see where it takes us from and there. And maybe a raise in 24 at some point. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're hoping to raise, you know, summer, give or take of this year. Um, and like our our CEO, Freddie, who I told you about, um, when, when you ask him, like, tell me about Listo, and he's like, we're trying to build a special company. I can't do it how he does it, but he has like this musical voice. It's We're, magical. It, yeah. <laughs> we need to record that so we can play No, I, I posted a song. He's a singer, actually. He's done some great music. So mm-hmm. um, check it out on Listo Global's LinkedIn page. But so anyway, he'll, he'll be like, we want to build a special company. It doesn't matter if we're selling pencils. We just want to have people that are excited about what we're doing and get the best company that we can. And... Um, it's, uh, we're doing it. Like we had our all hands, um, you know, right before Christmas break, kind of like we played some games and everything and had some fun. And 
um, our one gal in the UK was like, before we end, and can I just say, and she was like, I never, for lack of words, but so I'll just say thank you. And like, thank you. And like looked in the camera and just said, thank you. And it was beautiful. And then Josh, my guy in South Africa was like, hey, I haven't had a lot of interaction with the dev team. Great to meet all of you guys here on this call. I just wanted to tell you that if you haven't figured it out yet, that you're a part of a very special company, really special company. And it was like, does he know that Freddie says that like to all of our investors? <laughs> like I was getting, I had to turn my camera off so I wasn't ugly crying on the all hands meeting. It was like, just, I don't know how to explain like the feel of the family and the unity that we have and like what we're building is special. You know, there's nothing else to say about it. So where do I see ourselves? I'm not sure what, you know, future looks like in terms of, you know, raises, acquisitions, exits, uh, but we're just hoping to build a, keep building a special company. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be special. That's right. And we're Love Listo. It. Listo and for excitement. Listo. Listo is ready. Yes. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> so cool, Landon. Well, thanks yeah. for being with us here on the Midnight Founders podcast yeah. today. Thank it's you been for really having fun. me. Appreciate it. How do people look you up and find more up about Listo? Yeah. Listoglobal.com is our is our website and we're all pretty active on linkedin um my name is landon last name pitcher like a baseball pitcher um so would be happy to connect and uh if you have any questions about hiring global talent uh would be happy to to be of service be helpful somehow so heck yeah any final words before we sign out landon no thank you guys for what you do um rev road is a client of listo and we're happy with our partnership with you guys and um, I think it was Kahilu. You were, you put a shirt on LinkedIn that she had sent you. Yeah. And is she, she, she's not South Africa. Is she, is she? No, she's over in oh Kenya, my goodness. isn't it? Uh, it's near there. Um, I want to say it's closer to the Zambia area, yes, but it's, that's right. Zambia. Yeah. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. forgetting, but you put that on LinkedIn. This gal sent me the shirt. She's amazing. And I chased you down to say, Hey, how are you paying her? We need to <laughs> see nice. if we can work with you guys. And she's fantastic. She and is awesome. The, what you guys are doing in the founder community, it, the Utah community in general, like it's incredible. So i um, grateful to be a part of it. And thanks again for, for having me. It's been fun, Landon. Take care. Yeah. See you. The Midnight Founders Podcast is a podcast about entrepreneurship that is hosted by CB Vault and Rev Road. CB Vault is the entrepreneur arm of Central Bank. And Rev Road is a venture services firm where companies come to grow. Thanks for listening to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is AJ and Jake signing out. <laughs>